Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Utah Jazz postgame show, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win 118 to 113 over the Portland Trailblazers. They moved to 10 and 6 on the season. Big time game from Jordan Clarkson in the fourth quarter. He had 28 points total. Big shots down the stretch. Jazz got 29 from Malik Beasley coming in off the bench. 23 from Lowry Markinen, and they come away with the win and once again sit atop the Western Conference, Coach Lacombe. Pretty crazy. Um, Really enjoyed watching Clarkson win this game down the stretch. Obviously, everybody contributed, um, but he basically just threw everybody on his back and scored eight straight points, made that really great pull-up three right in Eubanks' face. Um, He was several feet behind the line, and then he was so aggressive and great around the rim. Um, But, you know, he he stepped up big, obviously, with Conley out and – took a, a huge part of the scoring load, but this team just continues to amaze. Um, they, they've been in every single game, and obviously the wins they've had this year we've already talked about. Quality, quality, quality. Just a fun team to watch. If we get any news on uh, Mike Conley, who left the game in the third quarter uh, with a non-contact injury, I think everybody's a little concerned. If we, if we get any news on that, we will certainly pass it along to the listeners as soon as we do. But uh, Jordan Clarkson, do you think he's enjoying this new role on this team of playmaking and closing and just being a big part of the engine that makes it go? Not that he wasn't before, but this is certainly different than, than we've seen him have on, on previous Jazz teams. Yeah, for sure. I think um, you know, I think it means a lot to him, the, the progress he made. He, he did not make threes tonight you know, until late, um, but what a good time to make them. Ended up going two for seven. Uh, but another really solid field goal night. 10 for 23. Um, took good shots. Had four assists. Turnovers were not great for Jordan tonight. Um, but he ended up having, having to handle the ball a lot more with, with Conley not there. So some of that's just rhythm stuff. But at the end of the day, man, he, um, he stepped up huge. And he's got to be loving it because he gets to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, you had six total turnovers. Um, you just, uh, I believe you just mentioned six uh, total. And one that, that was almost costly there in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, I guess if your play makes up for it, that that's forgivable. You you go out there and win the game, we'll give you a turnover down the stretch. Yeah, and, and he's going to, I mean, that's part of the beauty of Jordan is, you know he's going to create. He's almost like an uh, an artist. Um, and tonight, I, I loved how demonstrative he was too. After making some of those big plays, like he was feeling the moment, um, being able to lead the team down the stretch, has got to be a great feeling for him. Uh, Damian Lillard left this game early as well, although he was not playing particularly well. He left with uh, 13 points on two of 14 shooting, one of 12. 
uh, from three eight of nine from the line he left with was it uh, I'd have to go back and look quad tightness not a serious injury for him but uh, tightness yeah and a calf calf thank calf you tightness. that's exactly yeah. what it was um, um, too bad but he wasn't playing great anyway no he he missed a lot of shots he normally makes the Jazz did a nice job uh, prioritizing him as as you obviously have to do but. It helps when he's two for 14 and one for 12. Um, you have a way better chance of beating Portland on the road when he's like that. Simons had 23 to lead the way for the Blazers. Josh Hart had 19. Nurkic had 18. And Jeremy Grant had 14. But the Jazz win. They prevail with some clutch play down the stretch. 118 to 113 to the Portland Trailblazers. With that, that we will say good night to our network stations. Uh, our next uh, broadcast is coming your way. The Jazz uh, playing on Monday night. They'll be on the road at the Clippers. That game will tip off at 8.30. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got post-game sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down as well. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. During the My Subaru Wiz campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win 118 to 113 over the Portland Trail Blazers. Going back to back last night, beating Phoenix. Tonight, going on the road, beating Portland. Um, honestly, coach, I thought this was going to be a real tough weekend for the Jazz. And not that it was easy, certainly two really great games, but to come out 2 and 0, they got to be feeling good. Yeah, it's it's interesting because we we sat through that that streak of losses and the Jazz were in every one of those games, um, but I think it kind of uh, stretched perhaps. You know, we, we thought put more into the fact that they were they didn't win than their fatigue, and I think fatigue played a big factor um, to be able to get a couple nights off, and then the way they attacked these two games, quality opponents with stars. You know, both teams have big time stars. And the Jazz just kept going, and uh, it says a lot. Yeah, I, th- I think they're. I think this weekend might be the most impressive thing they've done to date. Man, it. I'm. I'm with you. We're going back to back with wins in this situation against these teams. It's probably pretty tough to argue. And and like you said, coming off that stretch where they lost three in a row, and you know, of course, the thought is, okay, well, have the real Jazz come forward? And is this, you know, what kind of season is this going to be? And then to go back to back with wins like that, and to play well doing it, and get big time performances from different guys. Although Markinen and Beasley were great last night and great again tonight, but Jordan Clarkson was a difference maker in the fourth quarter. You know, it just seems like the Jazz get a little bit from everybody. Yeah, another guy I thought that was instrumental tonight with just timely, you know, baskets uh, was Horton Tucker. Sure. I thought he was. 
I thought he made some really big plays where he attacked them, perhaps when the Jazz were a little flat or stagnant. He's another wild card that you can kind of throw out there, but makes good decisions and, and good things happen You know when he's out on the floor. Well, and if Mike Conley, and hopefully we'll get an update on Mike, but if he misses some time, I mean... Horton Tucker is going to become that much more important. I mean, we can we can talk a lot about Sexton, and I'm sure he'll step into the starting lineup for Mike and all that, but they've got to have more ball handlers. And Clarkson can do some of those duties. We saw him do it uh, down the stretch in the fourth quarter, but they'll need uh, Taylor Horton Tucker uh, because they need uh, guys to go out there and initiate, and there's no replacing what Mike Conley has done this year for that uh, Jazz offense. But Taylor's playing well. Yeah, he just he has a, a great belief in his own ability. Um Again, it was not like, you know, he had eight points, but he was a plus 12. Uh, the Jazz were a plus 12 while he was out there, uh, and he just affects the game in so many ways. He had five <clears throat> five rebounds, one offensive, uh, a couple of assists, and no turnovers in 32 minutes. So, I mean, that's, that's positive, and I agree with you. I think um, my fingers are crossed for Mike. Uh, I don't even want to even speculate on any of that, but uh, Horton Tucker would. Yeah, I think he would be a guy that you would see – um, definitely step into a role that where he'd be handling the ball quite a bit. All right, let's get to the master of the glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Uh, Safe Light, proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team. Rebound leader tonight's Master of the Glass, Lowry Markinen. Who had ten points, had a double or a ten rebounds? Excuse me, had a double double tonight, twenty three and ten. Three of those boards coming on the offensive side of the glass, or offensive side of the ball. Excuse me, the uh, the Jazz had forty two total rebounds tonight, out rebounded by one by the Blazers. They got eleven offensive rebounds tonight, and you know I've I've got a feeling rebounding is certainly going to be on the collective. I bet we've see uh, Lowry and Vanderbilt take home the master of the glass more often than not, but this this team's going to have to get some rebounding from everybody. Yeah, and and they got some pivotal rebounds. The one that stands out to me, Markinen goes and gets a big time tap back, uh gets the Jazz yeah. another possession, but he gave great effort, you know, came flying in from the corner. So I'd love to see that, and you're right, it's going to be by committee, I think, most of the time. Let's get back to Portland. It's time now to hear from the head coach, Will Hardy. Um, stuck with it, hung in, had a great second quarter, went into halftime with the lead, um, came out, played very well early in the third, um, and then in the second half, the Blazers, as all good NBA teams do, they made their run, and their home crowd got into it, and they put a lot of pressure on us, and our guys responded, and we had a lot of big plays made down the stretch by a lot of people. Um, I thought Jordan, down the stretch of the game, uh, made some really, really big plays. Um, I thought Lowry was was outstanding tonight. They drew a lot of a, you know, he drew a lot of attention. Um, he did a very good job playing physically through a lot of contact. Um, made made some good decisions for us, um, and then obviously B's off the bench was huge, um, scoring 29 points, a lot of big shots. Um, those free throws at the end were big. Um, but somebody in particular, I think, that, that really stepped up tonight was Taylor. Um, you know, Mike going down, you never want to see that leaving the game. Um, and I thought Taylor, his defense first was very good on, uh, on Damian Lillard. Did a great job setting the tone for us and uh, really settled us down and ran the team well um, during his minutes. So very happy for Taylor. Um, you know, he, he works really hard, and uh, for him to step up in that moment, um, 
not easy to do, and he delivered for us. Um, at the moment, we are awaiting the results on some further imaging, um, but he's in very good spirits and walking around and um, very hopeful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that second group was playing well. It was the second night of a back-to-back, and so made the decision to try to steal any minutes possible for he and Mike. Um, Talon was playing well, so I told Mike, hey, this group keeps playing well. You might not go back in. It's the second night of a back-to-back. I want you to have some legs for the second half. Um, same thing with Lowry. It was just uh, I thought that group had some good mojo at the moment, and uh, you know those guys exert a lot of energy on both ends, so it was more trying to play the long game for the second half. Yeah, I think it, for me it's just the general poise that he played with um, on the road, second night of a back-to-back. Their team's making a run. Their crowd's going crazy, and, you know, he didn't flinch. He just stayed the course and executed what we wanted to do, um, continued to play hard defensively for us, um, and, and just stepped up. Like, those moments are are hard when you're on the road. Um and when you're thrust into a role that you haven't had yet this season um, to close the game. So I thought just his general poise um, throughout the second half was remarkable. Yeah, Jordan wanted the ball. Um, Jordan has made a lot of really good decisions for us closing games. Um, We had experienced a game where Mike didn't play against Memphis earlier in the year, and Jordan made a lot of really good decisions down the stretch. And so um, Portland was switching at the time, and we felt like if we gave Jordan proper spacing, that he could make some good decisions and have the ability to attack, you know, for himself or for a teammate, depending on what the defense showed him. Um, I really just love the fact that he mixed it up down the stretch. He didn't just settle for jump shots over over a big. He drove the ball very well, um, got to the basket, um, hit a pull-up or a little mini fadeaway in the middle of the, the paint, um, hit the three ball. He did a good job showing his, uh, his full ability on the offensive end. Um, so I, I just think that his experience really, really showed in those moments. Yeah, you know, it's similar to the conversation that we had about Colin pregame. You know, the progress doesn't move in a straight line. There's a little bit of up and down. And, you know, I think it was three games ago, Taylor had 10 assists. Um, and then he had a couple games where he maybe overran that point of decision a little bit. And I think tonight he, you know, he's, he's been watching a lot of film and working on it a ton. And I think it, it clicked a little bit tonight. Um, he knows that it's an ongoing process because we – 
we, we do think that Taylor, uh, you know, along with Colin, they have such an ability to put pressure on a defense one-on-one because they're hard to keep out of the paint. And so we're just continuing to work on their decision-making, and they're very bought into, you know, trying to get their teammates shots when they can um, and using their their gift or their, their strength um, for the betterment of the team. So... Again, just really happy for for Taylor tonight to step up in a big game like that um, in a moment where we needed him, and uh, he delivered for us. There you go, Jazz head coach Will Hardy after his uh, team came away with the win tonight, one eighteen to one thirteen. A lot of stuff uh, from coach to cover there, and we'll we'll get to it coming up. But the most important thing, uh, Mike Conley he talked about the mic was up, moving around, had some imaging done on the knee. So we will uh, we will get further news, obviously, but the, the fact that he was up and moving around uh, in the locker room is probably a pretty good sign. Yeah, you've got to be at least a little bit optimistic. I mean, had no idea what to to think. Um, to me, you know, I, it didn't look like it twisted, um, which is always what's scary to me. But fingers are crossed. Imaging will will get back and we'll find out. But uh, you know, so happy that um, the coach addressed it and that he seemed positive about it. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz win tonight, 118 to 113. We'll get you some uh, sound from the players coming up and uh, we'll give some thoughts on what we just heard from Coach Hardy right around the corner. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim LaCombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Jazz Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott coach Tim LaCombe with you. 118-113 your final Jazz win. They beat the Blazers tonight. To move to twelve and six on the season, we'll get you some uh, player sound coming up, hopefully. But let's uh, take a look at your Chick Fil A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick Fil A. Earn rewards with the Chick Fil A One app tonight from the line, Coach. Jazz were twenty of twenty three, eighty seven percent from the line. Lowry Markinen was six of eight. Jordan Clarkson was six of six. The Blazers were twenty two of twenty seven. And uh, a lot of that damage done by Damian Lillard in his 27 minutes, who was 8 of 9. And, he, man, he's just going to go to the line. That's what he does. But the Jazz shot well from the foul line. Yeah, they shot well and got there. Um, that's a huge weapon that Portland uses. We mentioned that in the pregame. They're second in, uh, in free throw rate in the NBA. But the Jazz were able to get to the line as well and not only get there but make them. So uh, a huge kind of... Advantage that Portland had going to the game that the Jazz neutralized. Let's talk about the bench a little bit, Coach. Uh, we were talking um, during the game that maybe we didn't spend enough time on Malik Beasley in last night's post game, and uh, you know we let ourselves off the hook because Lowry was so great and Devin Booker went bananas, and there was just so much to talk about in that, in that game. Well, Beasley did it again tonight with twenty nine points, six of fourteen uh, shooting from three, ten of eighteen from the field, three rebounds and an assist, and uh, Beasley himself outscored the Portland Trailblazer bench. How about that? 
It, it's uh, it's awesome the little role he's on. Seven threes last night, six tonight. Um, a lot of shimmying going on. A lot of the shimmy. I love the this the celebratory shimmy. And um, no, I, I I thought you know, and you guys remember early on, this is the guy that I was really excited about. Yep. Um, loved him last year. Loved the way that he carries himself, his confidence level. But he has a beautiful stroke. I mean, we were talking about jazz men, uh, you know, before in history. And, um, you know, that tight stroke of Daryl Griffith way, way back when, it kind of reminds me that it's got a high arc. And many of his, you know, his shots very rarely do anything but hit net when he makes them. Um, but he, he's a pleasure to watch and and plays with that chip on his shoulder, yep. too. Brings a little swagger. Yeah, he tore the Jazz up uh, last year. He did. One of those games where everybody was short because of COVID. He went out and uh, we'd have to look it up. That's he where lit, he made a name yeah. from, you know, like I'd heard of him and everything, but I was like, wow, was, hey, good player. This guy is here and making it happen. And yeah, I mean, shoot the ball like that. And the the one thing about this Jazz team is it's extremely deep. I mean, if you have the luxury of having Malik Beasley coming off your bench, you're doing all right. I mean, Portland, man. They what what they would give for some of that talent coming in off the bench. I mean, I know there were high hopes back in the day for Justice Winslow, but he struggled tonight in 26 minutes. You kind of like Eubanks. He's got a little energy, got a little bounce, but I mean, you know, you look at these uh, some of these other guys, and it's just not a very deep team. That's going to hurt Portland. That is not the Jazz's problem. No, it's it's such a strength, and you know, you look at. Uh, like you say, they they would give anything for for a couple of more more weapons. The Jazz just seem to have. We're talking about Horton Tucker, uh, Beasley. You know all these guys. Kessler comes in, block shots. Fontecchio made a three tonight. Uh, so yeah, the depth. But you know what's crazy is the Jazz and Will Hardy have created it. They, they, this team is deep because he's put them in, given them reps. Everybody's comfortable, and he's got a bunch of guys in that locker room feeling good. Yeah, I'd say, uh, man. I anytime we can talk about Walker Kessler, I'm down. But uh, he played 11 minutes tonight, six points, five rebounds. Man, a quiet five rebounds. That guy does nothing but go in there and and suck up boards and play hard. I love that Ryan Costeca that was in here with us, um, digital uh, content writer for content the Jazz. Writer yeah. for the Jazz uh, said his favorite interview, hands down, is Walker Kessler. So he's just a beautiful human being and a wonderful interview and great to talk to. We're gonna to have to have Ryan back on the show. He was uh, he was terrific the other night. Uh, so make sure you you check out all of uh, all of Ryan's work. But yeah, the Jazz are are gonna win some games because they've got more good players than the other team. And you know when they're top end guys like Lowry Markkinen have good nights, it's it's gonna you know good things are gonna happen. And then one thing that stood out to me from uh, well actually hold that thought. Let's go back to Portland and hear from Malik Beasley. Uh, he had a couple plays where he called out the play before Coach even called it. And, you know, he made the right plays. He had a pass to Vando that was huge for the dump off. And uh, he's been playing great. You know, he's uh, been leading our second unit, and we just follow his lead. What's the mentality when Mike goes down early in the third? And obviously he's such a huge component of this team. Yeah. Kind of how does everyone else kind of take it upon themselves? Kind of like, all right, next man up kind of mentality. What's the collective vibe at that point? Uh, Just, yeah, like you said, next man up mentality. And uh, we got to get this win for him, you know. He does so much for us as a team. You know, we got to make sure we step in and do everything he does and, and more, uh, especially with him down. You and Jordan, uh, Will has said that it seems like you are both 
do very well in big moments yeah. that you know you're showmen and I'm just wondering what it's like like we know that you can make shots we know that Jordan can make shots but the timing of those shots how important is it to be able to make those shots to maybe extend the lead so it's not a one possession game well uh we just make sure we keep shooting. You know, we're great shooters, and uh, we made a lot of big shots in our career. And uh, I continue to tell JC, look, you're going to make the next five shots. Like, in the first half, he wasn't hitting. So I told him, you're going to make the next five. We're going to need you. Just keep rolling. And he kept doing that, and that's what he did in the uh, fourth quarter. I think he had, like, ten straight. So, uh, you know, we, we trust each other out there as a team. And uh, no matter who's rolling, we try to get them the ball and you know, try to play off each other. What was talking about the importance of kind of everyone remembering to have like joy and fun out there like is it fun to have moments like that where they're coming back the crowd's going wild and like every single time you guys are answering with a big bucket uh we, you know for us we like keep entertaining for some reason you know we can never just blow out a team but uh at the end of the day you know we stick together and whenever it was like three minutes left to go and they had a big run i told we told everybody to just we've been here before you know, we've been in the situation before to stay together and uh, get defensive stops, and the rest will come. Thank you. All right, there you go, Malik Beasley, who uh, once again was just terrific tonight, uh, 29 points, 10 of 18 shooting, 6 of 14 from three. And I thought it was important what he said right there about confidence in everybody. Uh, you know, they he said to Jordan Clarkson, who struggled in the first half, said, your next five are going in. Love that. And he, he, they're guys that have made big shots in their career. They have a ton of confidence, and they're the right mindset for for guys on your team that you need to make shots. Um, that's what you want those guys thinking as the next one's going in. I, I just looked up Beasley. It was uh, two days before Christmas, uh, twenty twenty one, here in Utah. Beasley put thirty three points, making seven threes yeah. on the Jazz, and looked awesome. And looked awesome. Yep. Yeah. And looked awesome. All right, uh, post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Uh, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. We'll hit more coming up next. It is your Utah Jazz post game show. The Jazz win tonight, one eighteen to one thirteen over the Blazers. You're listening to Utah Jazz basketball. Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Want to remind you as well about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators Program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 14 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to utahjazz.com slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. Coach, I want to bring this up with you. Uh, Some Will Hardy said earlier in the show, Jordan Clarkson tonight with 28 points, uh, red hot in the fourth quarter, hit a bunch of big shots, um, had four assists and two rebounds to go with that. But I thought what Coach Hardy said was interesting, that Clarkson wanted the ball and told him that told the team that he wanted the ball in the fourth quarter. How rare is that from, from a coach? You've coached a lot of players. Honestly, deep down, how rare is that that players want the want the ball when the – 
during the clutch when the spotlight is on to win or lose the game? You know, I think a lot of guys would say would say they do. Uh, when it comes right down to it, it's it's a select few, um, and and I think that Clarkson tonight showed that he's one of those guys. I thought, you know, Hardy talked about the way the Jazz, um, you know, the, Portland was switching everything. So like that that possession where Clarkson's kind of rhythm dribbled and got Eubanks, you know, feeling comfortable and then put it put one in his eye. You know, that was really kind of the game plan there. Hardy, Coach Hardy said. Uh, the way that they were switching, you know, we felt like if we could space the floor appropriately, that we, Jordan with the ball in his hands could find the right play and that he, he makes the right play, and he certainly did tonight. Um, but I just felt like he went to another gear. You know, so those eight points that he scored in a row, he, he, was, he wasn't going to come out of there with a, with a loss tonight. I'm trying to think of David's line. What is it, another, another time, another space? Another dimension. Another dimension. I can't. I can't miss the uh, the dimension part. Yeah, we gotta we gotta do right by our guy David Locke. Uh, but yeah, Clarkson uh, was amazing, and and it seems like the Jazz have had a bunch of different performances from guys in the clutch. I mean, I'm even thinking of that last second play that Kelly Olynyk made to win uh, win a game. Certainly, Markinen has Jordan Clarkson. I mean, it's pretty cool to see uh, to see multiple guys show up. And that's what makes this. This team so interesting is it can be different guys and it can be different guys early. Um, it can be a, a totally different unit night after night uh, going down the stretch depending on the matchup and that that's when you when you can get a team playing like that and you can get all of these guys you know the Jazz are playing ten eleven guys each night it's it's a great thing I mean depth uh, also you know allows you to inherently rest um, it's not guys having to grind out uh, more minutes than they should, and everybody plays and feels good. All right, with two minutes to go, Anthony Simons made a free throw to make it 108-107 in favor of the Blazers. Following that, Jordan Clarkson makes a 28-foot three-pointer. Then uh, after a stop, Clarkson makes a driving layup. <clears throat> then uh, Clarkson, let's see here, uh, another stop. The Jazz, uh, Clarkson makes uh, a free throw. Uh, and uh, then the Jazz are up 113 to 108. Anthony Simons uh, makes one of two free throws, and then Jordan Clarkson makes a 17-foot jump shot to make it 115-109 with 44 seconds left to go, and that was pretty much it. So you look at that. He attacks uh, Portland first from three-point range, you know, gets the advantage on a big, and then he drives, makes free th- uh, gets fouled, makes a layup, uh, Winslow fouls him, and so he hits something at the rim, and then that one with 44 seconds was vintage Clarkson. He just drove it right to his spot, you know, right there, just free throw line extended, and he was able to just rise up right there in that mid-range. So you see him in every one of those uh, spots we talk about all the time, right at the rim, mid-range, and three. Um, but that's that's what Jordan Clarkson is so versatile, and he gets shots from any of those spots. And last night we saw Mike Conley go to the you know first row here at Vivint Arena and let out a a roar, which was very un Mike Conley. Uh, but uh, Clarkson was all sorts of roar in there at the end of the fourth quarter. Maybe that's a little bit more like Clarkson than Conley, but uh, still still fun to see. Man, there's the the care factor on this team is extraordinarily high. And you know, in Beasley's walk off. On TV, uh, I saw this, but he talked about we're all starters, and you know, we all feel like we're starters in this league. 
it's that inherent chip that I believe you, if you've got that and you, you really have it, you don't just talk about it, but you've actually got a chip on your shoulder, you play with swagger and toughness, um, man, the game gets really fun. And then when you got a bunch of guys, um, different guys can do it in different spots. You don't have to rely on, you know, one guy in particular or two guys. It's that's that's really fun basketball. All right, a quick football update: uh, Utah trails Oregon twenty to seventeen with eight minutes and fifty seconds to go in the game. But Utah is moving the ball, and they're. Uh, right at midfield, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that game for you. But I also want to mention that uh, right now the Aggies of Utah State are up on San Jose State 35-31. They've got the ball with about a minute and a half to go, and Utah State will uh, have um, will be bowl eligible with a win here, which considering uh, the Aggies went on a four-game losing streak, that would be remarkable. So just uh, some eye, <clears throat> keeping an eye on the football action, but that would be a, a big win for the Aggies up there in Logan and to go uh, bowling after a, a shaky start. That's a that's a pretty good turnaround for them. Well, it's like Coach Hardy said in his pregame, you know, the progress, we all have this idea of what it looks like, you know, but uh, sometimes you do. You you blow a tire. <laughs> you got to change it on the freeway. It, it You know, in this instance, it doesn't start well um, for Utah State, doesn't start well tonight for the Jazz, but you have the ability, just keep grinding out. Uh, you got ability to to turn the tide and get better and better. And get better and better. Yeah, no doubt. All right, uh, the Jazz win tonight, one eighteen to one thirteen over the Portland Trailblazers. Post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru stories. Our Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll get some final thoughts from Coach Lacombe on this one and turn the page to the Clippers. Coming up next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Come is in the books. Now, let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Vanderbilt grabs hold of the rebound. 5-4 with a minute to play. A bucket here would put the Blazers on life support. Crowd chanting defense. They desperately need it. Clarkson with a right-hand dribble. Takes Eubanks to the right side. Isolated. Hesitates. Drives to the left hand. Stops. Pops. Hits. And back pedals the other way because he's Jordan Clarkson and he just put the Blazers on life support. Jazz by 6. 115-109. That's right. What a finish. Jazz with a big win over the Blazers. There's your play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Your final. 118 to 113. The Jazz win. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share Mark Miller Subaru. Dot com heard that big play from Jordan Clarkson. He finished the night twenty eight points on ten of twenty three shooting, four assists, 
two rebounds, six of six at the line, two of seven from three. Uh, Malik Beasley with 29 points coming in off the bench as he continues to be great. 10 of 18 shooting, six of 14 from three, three rebounds and an assist. Lowry Markinen, good once again tonight, seven of 13 shooting, three of five from three, six of eight from the line. He had 10 rebounds to go along with those 23 points. Uh, Colin Sexton with nine points coming in off the bench, four assists and one rebound. Uh, Colin may get some more action or certainly get a start on Monday, depending on uh, the condition of Mike Conley. Uh, they had some imaging done on his knee, left the game in the third quarter. Uh, although uh, Coach Hardy said he was up walking around a little bit, so that certainly is a good sign. The Jazz as a team shot 46% from the field. They were 14 of 39 from three, 36% from three. As for the Blazers, they got 23 from Anthony Simons, 19 tonight from uh, Josh Hart. Yusuf Nurkic had 18 uh, Jeremy Grant with 14. Damian Lillard with 13, although he left the game uh, with some calf tightness. And then uh, Eubanks had 13 coming in off the bench for the Blazers. Uh, Portland as a team shot 47%. They were 13 of 42 from three. Uh, Coach, this was one of those games that had ups and downs really for both teams. Jazz with a slow start. Uh, Portland uh really had a a monster throw a fourth quarter to to come back and take the lead and then the uh, the jazz thanks to Jordan Clarkson finish him off with some big plays yeah it did it kind of went both both ways um the the jazz they just started so slow um uh, and couldn't make a shot it really was was shot making uh but when they found their groove you know it's it's interesting both get, both teams had double digit leads uh, both teams lost those, and I really thought the momentum the Jazz toward the end. I mean, that was the Jazz really had to turn it back to their way, and they did it step by step. I just think it would be uh, it, it would have been easy because we saw this a lot with the Jazz last year, and I, I sometimes thought that this narrative last year was a little bit overplayed. The blown leads, and oh, they led by double digits at this point in the game, and that sort of thing. But it felt like. When the other team would capture the momentum, the the previous uh, rendition of the Jazz or previous edition of the Jazz would have a tough time staving that off and coming back to win the game. This team has done that a bunch of times already. Yeah, and against really quality teams, you know, the one that turned my head early was the way they played in Minnesota. You know, when they they got down and yep. and were able to to come back and win that one. But yeah, it's been a it's been a constant. It shows this team's really competitive. Um, most important thing to this team is winning, and uh, you see different guys. You know, it's Markin and and Clarkson and Beasley a lot of the time, but there are a lot of contributors on this team, and it's fun. You just don't know what direction the next thing's going to take, but I can't wait for it to get here. All right, it is official. Utah State did beat San Jose State, thirty-five, thirty-one. Uh, the Aggies are bowl eligible. With a game to go. So, uh, big deal. Big congrats to those folks up there in Logan. And uh, Utah turned the ball over on downs with about six minutes to go. Down three to the Ducks. And uh, Clark Phillips, I believe, just uh, came up with a big-time interception. So, the Utes are still alive. And there's your college football update. Uh, we want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped out with the uh, jazz broadcast tonight. Of course, Lock and Boone. Great work from them. Uh, thanks to our broadcast assistants. Thanks to Jamil 
Uh, Hawkins for doing fine work producing tonight's broadcast. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame show. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Coach Lacombe, thank you, sir. Always fun. That was that was a very fun night. We've set up quite a little sports uh, environment in here. I have games, all sorts of games going, jazz going. Um, now, it's, hopefully, the youths can finish this one. That would be really great for them. Congrats to the Aggies. Awesome. What a, what a, man, isn't weekends, sports weekends during the fall and early winter are just the best. Tell you what. A little wall cold to today, but <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad you and I were in the front room, not in the stands. Just, uh, just an excuse to stay in and watch, uh, watch the game on TV. All right. The Jazz win 118 to 113. The Jazz are in first place in the Western Conference. They beat the Portland Trailblazers. Up next, the Jazz will take on the Clippers in Los Angeles on Monday night. That game will tip off at 830. Pre-game coverage begins at 730. You've been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. 97.5 KZNS-FM Colville, 1280 KZNS-AM Salt Lake City, and KSL-FM HD2 Salt Lake City Midvan. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Return as well. I mean, a lot of plays and special teams that were absolutely here tonight, but really, when you look at it, 30 carries for Calvin Tyler. He is now, Scotty, only 28 yards away from that 1,000-yard mark. Yeah. Uh, he's going to get it next, I'm sorry, 22 yards away. He's going to get it next week at Boise. I hope he gets it in the first quarter. Let's I hope he gets it in the, the first play yeah. of the game. And and he goes 80 for a touchdown. Wouldn't that be something? He hasn't really broken off a big long one so far this year. That was 30 hard, hard-earned carries. Remember the first score after a 15-play, 96-yard drive. He breaks four tackles on his way to getting in the end zone for that 14-yard touchdown.